poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Philosophical Friday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and Duncan Palamortis. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. Today is Friday, which means we're about to have a philosophical conversation, and I am joined by my co-host, Duncan. Duncan, how you doing, sir? Hello, hello, hello. And apparently, I just learned that uh, we're rediscovering the 20, 240p for those who are watching uh, on the on the internets and the interwebs. Uh, I'm, I'm currently t- traveling, and I just discovered that my laptop camera is not the best. So I apologize for that in advance to the listener and the viewer. Yes, for the podcast uh, listener, it reminds me of watching TV at my grandparents' house in the 80s. Duncan's <laughs> camera here. It's a... Uh... <laughs> I, I, I love it. I love it. You know, you can see I don't have the background and stuff like that. So yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll we'll stick to to the basics. Yeah. Not only is his camera not so great, I'm pretty sure he's recording this out of a closet somewhere. So it's uh, the the double double whammy for production values. Um, but oh. for the the podcast listener, they don't care. Doesn't affect them whatsoever. Uh, what what is bulletproof? Yeah. Well, what is on the agenda for today? What's what's going to be the topic of discussion? Absolutely. So we had an excellent recommendation by by Stephen uh, on Twitter uh, to perhaps talk about the uh, relationships uh, as a uh, standalone, of course, but also more importantly as they relate to to poker. And um, so today we're hoping to discuss um, what is it uh, special about poker that could affect the relationships, how it, it affects them uh, positively, uh, negatively, what we can do to navigate and balance personal life and professional life. And again, when we're talking about relationships, of course, we will be extending to everything from family, you know, to significant others, friends, uh, that sort of thing. Cool. Sounds like a topic that we can knock out and, you know, seven or eight minutes just relationships across the board we're we're gonna destroy it we're gonna solve it today on philosophical <laughs> yeah, that's right like all these philosophical problems for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so one way to start with this i mean there's there's several ways usually we start with uh, you know defining things i guess we can give like a very brief definition of what we mean by by a relationship um if you you know when you hear the word relationship what what comes to mind uh, friendship, spending quality time with a specific person. Uh, in most cases, there's some responsibility on you uh, as it relates to that person in some capacity, whether it be financial relation, financial um, responsibility, emotional responsibility, some kind of responsibility there. Yes, our favorite word, right? And, and I like this. I like def- defining. Uh, that, that's why I even things that sound so obvious, they're good to define. Like, you know, I like to find... To, think of relationships through the lens of responsibility, right? Because again, we've covered the concept of responsibility. So a lot of things are going to be uh, tied up. So uh, let's start with, uh, I guess, a big question, right? What would is a good way uh, to uh, balance uh, poker? 
in, in, in relationships. And perhaps one way we can start, because obviously we can go in many different ways. Let's start for those who haven't already, let's say somebody who starts with a blank slate, right? Uh, what are some uh, criteria uh, for choosing, you know, let's say poker friendly partners or, or, or friends or, and obviously the reason why we're doing this, this is sort of like a rhetorical question to see what are the elements that could help or um, disrupt a relationship. So let's say that somebody doesn't have a, a friend what would be, or, or a partner, what would be a good way to choose them? So in order to be poker friendly in your mind. Yeah, so I guess it depends on the 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 place that poker has in your life, right? If it's just hobby, recreational, uh, then I don't think it's a big deal. Like I I think that like just having the conversation about your hobbies and how you spend your time is mm -hmm. probably just enough there. Um, if you're a professional or if you have aspirations of becoming a professional poker player, then I think it matters. A massive deal i think that like you want to look for a partner who has a decent tolerance for risk um mm -hmm. who has a high capacity for support um in supporting their significant other and also is open to the idea of having an occupation that's you know quote unquote outside the norm i think those those things are just quite important and probably um yeah i think it's probably a deal breaker if you don't have any any of those those three in a potential partner absolutely absolutely and uh, uh, to add to that first of all you know we can we can perhaps summarize it that uh there needs to be some agreement in in values and you you basically summarize what are some of the, those values uh, be you know the the idea of again risk tolerance uh, the idea of you know realizing that it's it's a non-standard profession so if they have you know some standards in in their mind that might be uh, might be difficult um so and there is an interesting i guess philosophical distinction we can make which is something i think we, we talked about and if i recall you mentioned it also in one of the, the previous podcasts uh, the idea that you know understanding and acceptance are basically two different things what do i mean by that you can understand one person's position very well to the point that you respect it uh, what we can call essentially you know compatibility of disagreement but you may not accept it in the sense that it's not something that makes you comfortable right i mean again sure. we're talking about broccoli and things like that so th i think this is very true in poker as well when we say we're talking about um uh, the uh, compatibility against i guess of um uh values that's what essentially we're referring to right i mean uh, understanding risk this is something that the partner needs to understand but not only understand it but also accept it like go to the next level like feel feel comfortable with it and you know of course we cannot be angry to people who they they don't like risk in, in the same way we tolerate it for example yeah, and I would say like another key is how curious they are about mm -hmm. the game when you mention it to them, right? I, I think that like there's a lot of stigma as it relates to what other people perceive as gambling or what is gambling. Um, that's just kind of passed on generationally. That you know these are just important conversations you need to have because if mm -hmm. we're talking about like a long term relationship with a significant other, then you know their family also has to understand kind of what you're doing and the merits of it um, because there can be other outside sources of pressure that get put on you 
through, you know, your significant other's family that, you know, they put on them and then they put that on you um, or they mm -hmm. just have to deal with that by themselves. Right. Which, which is a big burden and a, and a big area of stress. So really it's just like open lines of communication with not only just your significant other, but then other parts of their family who may have questions about what you're doing or may have concerns or may just outright think you're uh, a degenerate, terrible human being. Um, that's just quite a significant challenge that uh, is tough for relationships to take on. So yeah, just need to be upfront with everyone about uh, answer questions and, and then do, do the best that you can to communicate what poker is, what being a professional poker player entails. Um, and yeah, I think that's, you just have to do that. Absolutely. And you mentioned the word communication here twice, at least that that's what I counted. And I think that's, that's very relevant. And you also mentioned being honest, which I think is also extremely important. You know, sometimes people may, may prefer to sugarcoat things. And, and if I may, uh, I think that that honesty can solve a lot of problems. If you're being upfront up with, I learned that from personal experience, right? If you're being upfront with your, with your partner uh, from the beginning, it's so much easier you know, to sort of like separate the the the, the um, relationships that, that don't work and those that could work because you tell them ahead of time what the challenges are going to be, right? It, one way or another, a challenge is going to surface and you're going to have to deal with it no matter what. So by not being honest to your partner, you're not saving yourself. You're just pushing the problem later. And as a matter of fact, it's going to be even worse. So honesty and communication can actually be very, very, very useful and, and helpful because you may even discover that you have more connection on the subject uh, than you you may have thought. I mean, my wife is a perfect example of that. I mean, she didn't know anything about poker when we we started we started dating, and as a matter of fact, you know, we share some sort of like a preconceived notion of what degenerate gambling is. But I was what you said basically explained that maybe what you're doing is not degenerate gambling. And actually, as a matter of fact, right now she's a professional, she's a semi-professional poker player herself. You know, she's, she's finding success because she likes that aspect of the game. She, her middle sure. name is Plus EV, but she likes that word Plus EV. Like when it's the differences between negative EV and Plus EV. If I was a negative EV gambler, she would have hated it as I as I hated too. But she likes the Plus EV aspect, and some people do. Not everybody does. Yeah, and I think I, I think respect is also important too. And this is mm -hmm. one that is a little bit more difficult to see, especially when you're in the early stages of of relationship. And that that is like if there's a time when you're a professional poker player, you've got to go to work, you've got to play cards, mm -hmm. and that has to be a priority. It has to be prioritized. Can't be um, you know just knock down the ladder of importance where it's like, oh, you could, you could play poker anytime. Let's go see a movie. Let's go out of town. Like let's do X, Y, or Z, right? Like it is an occupation. It is a job. You need to have a schedule. You need to show up. You need to put in volume and play. Um, and you, you need a significant other that can respect that. And I think that like that, that boundary is one that in anecdotal personal experience and anecdotal experience with coaching a bajillion D different human beings who endeavor to play poker professionally. It's one that I see crossed very, very often is that, um, you know, what we do is not as respected as if you had to go into a place to, to go work for eight or 10 hours, right? Just you, they, we need isolation. We need space to play. Um, and I think that like, with flexibility comes these kind of 
these these kind of situations that crop up, right? Because we can technically play whenever we want to. Um, so, yeah, I think that like just respect of space, respect of occupation, respect of profession, all of that is also very, very necessary, very, very important for a healthy long-term relationship with a significant other when you're a professional poker player. Absolutely. And you're making a very good case here that, you know, poker is, you're basically addressing the elephant in the room, right? That poker is a very unique profession. And, and although like every profession has its own challenges, what's interesting about poker is that there's challenges that people haven't heard of or they haven't seen before. Right? I mean, they, they expect a specific type of talent to deal with a boss or to deal with a coworker. Right? There's different type of stuff that poker players have to deal with, which actually brings us to the next point. What are some typical challenges and you have already mentioned a few. You have already mentioned risk. You have already mentioned the atypical uh, career. What are some things that people uh, should be ready to, to face when it comes to the relationship specifically? Things like late hours, you know, uh, variants and things like that. What, what comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think firstly, it's probably downswing, right? It's mm -hmm. losing money and how that affects the household. Um, going on a downswing, a prolonged downswing, the stress that that's going to create, um, not just with you, but then the stress that as a poker player um, transfers from you to your significant other. And that's another thing too, by the way, is uh, compartmentalizing stress and mm -hmm. work-related things. I, I think it's very unfair that poker players put that on their significant others, um, complain about how terrible things are on a daily basis um to you know their their partner i just i don't think that's fair i don't think it's good for the relationship or healthy i, I actually don't think it's very healthy for the professional poker player either um so yeah i, I think that that's going to be a big sticking point it is just the downswing the the regular stress about monetary concerns and incidentally uh you reminded me of something as you, as you were talking about that. You're talking about stress and about discussing some things with the, your partner. And I, it reminded me, do you think it helps or is it necessary and to what degree for the partner to be a poker player or at least be aware of how the game works? I don't think it's necessary. Uh, I, I do think that understanding how the game works is, is important. I don't know that that's absolutely necessary either. Um, I think that the biggest thing that you know you're you're looking for is a system of support um, from you know the the person that you spend the most of your your time with on a regular basis. I think that that if that's in place, then a lot of the other things just kind of naturally happen. And like if your partner is very supportive of what you do um, and is is your biggest fan and believes in you and all of those things then I think that it's very important for us as poker players to, um, again, compartmentalize. Don't lash out. Don't uh, transfer the stress and anxiety, the downsides of this occupation to said, said significant other. I, I don't really think that that's fair. You know, just keep the work at work um, if you can. Very good, which is, incidentally is a good advice for any any job, right? It doesn't matter if you are an employee at Starbucks or you play poker, you, you definitely probably do not want to uh, make quality time <laughs> with your partner. Uh, you don't want to let work infiltrate into that quality time. Right. Like, I mean, for, for the listener, just imagine how you feel when a bunch of problems are dumped onto you that you can't resolve at all. You have no, there's no 
possibility that you can resolve any of these problems and somebody just drops 10 of them right in your lap, right? It, it's probably not a very comfortable or fun or good feeling. It's probably one of helplessness. Um, and, and yeah, so just look at things from from the other perspective, basically. Absolutely. And, and that's actually a, a, a very good heuristic, which is something we can we can talk about next. Just just one thing that I wanted to, to mention, because uh, you, you, you mentioned earlier, uh, basically just now that Again, they don't have to be a a, a poker player, which uh, necessarily, but they have to be a good a good support system. With which I agree 100. And and the thing that crossed my mind is that in order for somebody to be a good support system, if they're not a poker player, they just the bare minimum is that they need to again uh, understand and eventually accept uh, what is it that we do. So it sort of like ties back to the thing that we we're talking about earlier, communication. It is so important if they're not a poker player, but even if they are, to communicate to them what is it exactly that is happening, both in a grand scheme of things and at the granular le level, if necessary. So at the very least, have this big picture of what, of what is happening, right? So, and if they understand it, then there is no need for extra, you know, conversation. Like if they understand it and they, and they accept it, you know, they can, you know, and if they know what the word variance and downswing means, and it's part of the process, it's going to be as close to possible to being another day in, in the office. You know, how, how did your day go? You know, the usual, you know, and then move on. Right. Yep. So, for sure. so it is, it is important to, and, and I think that's, again, that's where honesty comes into play again, like tell your partner exactly what is that's going on. I mean, the more questions they ask you, the more you should be answering, but not, overwhelming them with the details that don't matter. Like what is the big picture? You know, what is the things that they care about? You know, like, like again, finances, downstreams, that's going to be something that they care about. You know, you being stressed and perhaps moving that stress onto them, you know, a frustration, all of these things, you know, how, how do they expect, how do you expect them, excuse me, to, to deal in those situations? What would be the best way to be helpful and vice versa for the thing that they do, of course. Absolutely. For sure. So what are some heuristics? And again, I mean, I mentioned that earlier, that, that can be considered. What are some things that, that people can do, uh, work on, consider to facilitate their relationships? Uh, so I guess have to be more specific there. So like what? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let, let's, be, let's be specific. So let's say that uh, we have a, uh, a couple that they agree on, 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 the basic, on the basic values of life, which means, but then... A poker is new, uh, new to uh, the significant other. So, what would be some good heuristic something? And you've mentioned some of those things already. You know, like be honest with it. You know, explain it to the communication, uh, honestly. There's a couple of things. What are some things that people can try? Uh, some actionable things uh, that people can try in order to uh, help their relationship. And also, what are some things that they, people can avoid? Like you mentioned, another thing too. Don't load or unload, I should say, all of the negativity of the poker into the significant other. That would be a heuristic. So what are some things they can do, first of all, to help them understand what poker is and what are some things they can do to uh, avoid you know, the disasters, the proverbial disasters? Yeah, I don't know. You know, the, <laughs> the, to the first part of your question, I, I actually don't know um, if it's someone that you're struggling to explain uh, just what poker is to to a significant other. I, I think that like sometimes, yeah, I, I don't know uh, effectively how to communicate that um, in a way that that just 
automatically resonates and makes sense to somebody who's outside of the game. Um, you know, I think that just a, I think that you should be professional. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's maybe the biggest thing is that like other, other people can see professionalism. They can, um, sense it. And so like when, when you're a professional, I think that that just gives confidence in your significant other, uh, even if they don't understand exactly what's going on, as long as you're, mm-hmm. you're showing up, you're being a pro, they can see like, oh, wow, like I see how hard they work. I, I see mm-hmm. how much they study. I see how much energy and effort they put into um, taking care of their body, their mind, their spirit, uh, their health, just in general. All, all of these things, I, I think, really, really, really matter and move the needle. So I would really just start there, just be a pro and show them, you know, what being professional is all about. And then it's really hard to lack confidence in another human being. Like you, you see them wake up, go to the gym, uh, meditate for 10 to 20 minutes a day. Um, just drink, uh, drink green juice every day. Just eat all the right things. Just fuel yourself in a positive way and then study and study, work hard, like, and then grind. I mean, it's really, really hard, right? Like it, w- it would be very hard for me to uh, imagine someone who follows like say Patrick Leonard on mm-hmm. Instagram and be like, oh, I, d- I don't see how this guy's a pro. I don't understand. Like right. it's very, very obvious that when you enter Patrick Leonard's space, this dude is a pro's pro. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it, it's just very, very obvious. So that that's where I would start. Like the first heuristic, um, and it's something that you can control, right? This is within your own control as a poker player and something that like we should all be striving to do on a daily basis anyway. Uh, very, very well said. And there's like at least like two, two gems uh, in there. I mean, that I, that I can remember as we're having this conversation. And the first one thing is uh, that confidence uh, is, is paramount in, in, in building that professionalism that you're describing about. And this ties to a philosophical idea that can, can be summarized as follows. Sometimes it doesn't matter what you say. It matters how you say it. And that can actually be very relevant. Now, that is not to say that, you know, we can BS people out of everything or anything like that. But uh, I'm actually talking about substance here. If you are a professional, if you're building a professional framework in that which builds you confidence, then the, the people can actually outsource what is it that you really do to sure. your confidence. So they can say, well, what he just said makes way went way above my head but at least they seem to have their house in order right <laughs> so they seem to know that about themselves and i feel i feel chill about that the same way that when you ask somebody what they do for a living you know and then you may not understand what is it that they do but you can get the sense okay this person is important you know in in, in what they're doing he, he can be valuable valuable to society which actually ties to another gem essentially that that you alluded to by being a professional is it ties to the, the very old know thyself before you're able to explain anything to anybody, you first need to know it, understand it yourself, right? So I know that might sound like something which is completely weird to some listeners, but uh, before you try to describe to your partner what is it that you do, ask yourself, can I actually describe it to myself in a way that I say, oh yeah, that's so great what I'm doing, 
right? Because a lot of people, that, and, and I see that with a lot of students who have a lot of aspirations, they, they come to me and they have all of these weird dreams about poker, which usually have to do with money, you know, when I get rich quickly or something like that, but they don't have a thread or an understanding of what exactly poker is. So like, if you cannot articulate it yourself in a way that you understand it and it makes you feel proud about what you do, which again goes back to the confidence we're talking about, the professionalism, right? The professionalism is the manifestation of what exactly is that you do. If you're professional, it means you have figured out already in your head how to do it, so you manifest it into action. And, and that's the second point that uh, you're trying to make, which again ties to the know thyself idea, which I think is very important. If you cannot you know, uh, put it in words yourself, it's going to be very, very difficult for, to explain it to a, a partner. So one heuristic would be try to explain to yourself first before you explain to your partner, perhaps. Yeah, and I think that what other people kind of see in your journey, I think is important as well. And uh, I was just thinking about uh, the CPG Wolf program where a lot of the people who are in the, the Coaching for Profit um, program that I run they have families, right? They have people in their lives who depend on them. Some of them have full-time jobs. Some of them have careers. Um, some of them are full-time poker players or pros. And I would say that to a person who's in the Wolf program, their significant others will see that they're putting in you know, 10, 10 to 15 hours a week just in study, just in learning, in group formal coaching sessions. Um, in targeted homework, in, in all of these different areas. And they have systems of accountability. They have a system of support. They, they just have all of these different frameworks in place um, that also give confidence in what somebody's doing or what their signif significant other is doing with their, their life force, with their energy, right? It's like, oh, they have like basically a team. They have accountability. They, you know, it, they have like all of these coaching sessions every single week, right? And I think all of that matters, right? Life is a lot more difficult as, you know, a lone wolf out there who's playing poker by yourself with no system of support, no coaches, no anything. And I would say too, that like, if you are a lone wolf, no systems of support, like you should probably seek to resolve that. Find a community of people that you can relate to, find coaches that can help you upgrade areas of your life that you know in your heart of hearts are lacking. Um, all of these things, they, they do come with being a pro. They come with the territory. Um, and as it relates to your relationships, I, I think that, that all, all of that just carries a lot of weight. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and as, you, as you're going through these things, uh, you reminded me also and another, another, another question, which is, you know, you as a poker player, since we're also talking about heuristics, what would be some things um, that you, uh, if you were to talk to your partner right now to, to, to put you on the, on the hot seat or hypothetical or bring yourself in the past with some of the conversations. What are some of the things that uh, you would expect from, uh, from your partner or it would be nice if, if, if you had them? Um, I don't know. I, I have most of them personally. So I, I know. That's why I'm yeah, saying the, putting the, the you thing... in the past, right? Because I, I do have with my wife too, but what would be like some things to ask retroactively? Well, I think that let me look at this from a different perspective. I, I think Please. like things to look for, I think that could be danger or trouble. Um, I think any kind of contempt for what you do, how you spend your time. I, I think that that's like a, a very bad sign. 
um, in your relationship. If they have contempt for you playing poker, if they have contempt for you, um, this is related to like eye rolling. This is related to just, you know, all, all the things, the, the contemptible, mm-hmm. contemptible right. mannerisms and words and things of that nature. So I, th- I think that like, that's something that like is exceptionally difficult to resolve in a significant other and is likely going to come down to like poker or them. I, I think that that's, that's right. ultimately what that will boil down to. Um, but yeah, to, to answer your question, things, I, I'm not really sure. You know, I, I think that like just someone who listens, someone who cares right. um, and someone yeah. who just supports you and encourages you to, to keep moving forward. And, and I think that's not only a great answer, but it illustrates that it doesn't have to be something specific. Oh, I want, you know, a wife or a husband that, you know, they can listen to my bad beats. Like, because many people think that maybe that's, that's a good, you go into the crux of the things, which is the, the philosophical connection, the, the agreement in, in the values, somebody who listens, right? Somebody and who listens you. is a good partner. Yeah. Trust is another big one. Listen and trust mm-hmm. that, you know, even if you, are having a bad day, even if you're having a bad week, they trust that, you know, you're going to keep forging on ahead and that everything will eventually be okay. I think ultimately that's, that's just huge in relationships. Absolutely. And notice how this, this sort of like approach permeates across different professions, right? I mean, somebody who's a good listener, somebody who's trusting, you know, that can be helpful to other professions as well. The the only place where poker uh, deviates is that, you know, we do something different and we have to explain how that works. But as long as, you know, a good um, framework is being built on, on values that usually have to do, some of them have to do with poker, but most of them probably don't, you know, then it's so much easier to, to go from there. Right. And mo- mo- I think the expectation of most people is to have like some sort of process or framework in place that manages you right? Manages your time, tells you when to show up, what to do. Um, you have a, a specialty, whatever it is um, that you do in your occupation. With poker, you've got to manage yourself, right? Which to me is, again, it's kind of paramount that you manage your time well, you, you treat everything as a professional, that you are the one who, in place who is responsible for your career, and you're taking appropriate actions as related to your career. Um, I, I think that 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 could help bridge the gap a little bit from, you know, uh, traditional career to professional career as it is uh, seen from your significant other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very well said. And uh, so, so to, to start, you know, closing it up and lighten the mood, uh, maybe a little bit, uh, w- would you say that uh, relationships are generally harder uh, for for poker players of course that's an impossible question to answer but just for fun do you think that we we face a bigger challenge than the average uh, professional out there i i think that the challenge is in finding the right partner i i think that it's not more challenging than another uh, occupation i think in some ways it's more freeing and less challenging think that you can spend more quality time together. You have more flexibility in your schedule to do things. I think there are a lot of benefits to being a professional poker player, but the thing that you have to be very wise about is, um, you know, who you choose to, uh, who, who you choose as a significant other, who you choose to spend time with, who you choose to invest energy in. Um, I, I think that that is 
the maybe the most important choice that you can ever make in, in your entire life. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think that it's harder. I think in a lot of ways it's easier and more fun and more fulfilling, but the first thing is, you know, you got to choose, right. I, I would actually, I would actually agree with that. I don't think there's anything significantly harder or easier about the game is just another challenging aspect of life uh, life is challenging as it is it's not there's like a, a book of life how to live our lives and we just follow the procedure so we we, we fi figure it out as we go and i think the it, it all comes down to uh, how much we ourselves have figured things out for ourselves before we even talk about relationships like how much how well we have internalized those things and again, you talked about these things earlier, you know, how professional we are, how honest we are, how uh, well we understand it, uh, explain it uh, to ourselves, uh, how well we know ourselves before we even go ahead and, 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 and discuss it with a partner. And I would say that the more well we perform in those areas, you know, the more we know ourselves, the more professional we are, uh, the more, um, you know, time we spent, you know, studying and, and figuring out the needs that we have, the need for a support system, for a community, you know, all of these things, the more we have, quote unquote, figured those things out, uh, the easier it becomes to know exactly what we need and find uh, the, the, better, the, the better partner or the good partner. And this is similar for other professions as well. Right. And for, for the poker player side too, I, I think it's, very important to spend quality time with your significant other to genuinely be present when they're in the room to listen to their problems to listen to the things that they're dealing with um just don't let the game uh just shut you down um and, and not want to communicate with other people not want to be there you need to be a support system as well uh on the other side of the coin um and sometimes you know maybe you have to play a long night maybe you know you are at a tournament series for a week or two weeks or whatever that may be. But whenever you get home, you, you need to be home. You need to spend time with your family, you need to spend time with your significant other. Um, and, and I think that that's just another uh, potential weakness as it relates to poker players and their relationships is they just, they let the game consume just every single second of their existence on earth when, you know, you really need to, shine the light on your significant other. You need to just support them in the same way that they're supporting you. I, I think that that needs to be reciprocated. Everything that I, I mentioned from the other side, I think the professional poker player must reciprocate uh, as well. I, I agree. And you actually asked uh, answered a question I didn't even ask, which I think is very relevant, you know, and actually much harder and deeper. How should, what are some of the things that we should be prepared for uh, to to give to our partner that we may not necessarily think about because they're so obvious for us, right? Because it's very difficult to put yourself in another person's shoes, which is incidentally why it's so helpful to share values. Because if you share values, it's easier to put yourself in their shoes. Shouldn't so what be, are some? Shouldn't be hard for a poker player. That's kind of what we do, right? Putting right. putting ourselves in other people's shoes all the time. Exactly. Very good. Exactly. So what are some, let's, let's actually explore that a little bit because it's a very interesting and, and difficult one. Again, it's easy sometimes to know what you want, but it's a little bit, a little bit harder to, to know, you know, what the other, other person wants. And, you know, you have to ask questions, you have to uh, see the, their sides. What are some things which, you know, notoriously, uh, well, I shouldn't say notoriously, but what are some things that poker players should be 
um, careful about. Like for instance, you know, yapping about bad beats, we know that that's that's a bad thing to do, right? In general, of course, you know, some people may like it, uh, you know, to its own. But what are some things that you know we, as poker players, we need to to explore with, with our partner to make sure that this is not something that you know can about. And you said like, don't bring all of that stress at home from 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 work at home. What are some things that we should consider? I mean, I, I think that it's probably subjective and depends mm-hmm. on person to person. But uh, I mean, just a thing that you know you could do is just read books on communication and how to effectively communicate, how to like it. Uh, ask the right questions, how to like understand one another's needs, and then have some sort of plan to meet those needs. Uh, that that to me is just the most sens- sensible way is just improve your communication skills and figure out you know more you just learn more about one another how we think how we behave how each other's central nervous system uh responds to different stress and different stimulus and then just kind of go from there education and and i think that's that's very important and and you know education let me just give a, a brief heuristic of which i think it could be relevant you know you can educate yourself externally right uh read read the books and there's a lot of literature but there's also another type of education the hands-on education learn about your partner. So um, this is a very weird uh, profession for so many people from the, from the outside. So one of the things that could, could make sense, especially if the values are being shared among the, uh, the, the people in the relationship would be, what would you expect of me? That would be a good heuristic question, right? So instead mm-hmm. of guessing what is the thing that could actually bother our significant other, I think we can translate it into education and ask them, what are some things that, you know, um, I do, you know, like what, what, when you see me super stressed, what is that I do that perhaps I can work on? Or when, you know, uh, things like, you know, the downsides you mentioned earlier, you know, what, 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 how does that make you feel? What, what is the thing that, that, that you're worried about? Because perhaps there can be a solution, you know, like, you know, specific accounts just for poker, which is a good advice in and of itself, but you can find some solutions based on what are the expectations of, of the partner without having to guess them, you just ask them. That would be the heuristic, just, yeah, just literally. Don't, don't be lazy, right? Like, right, just, right. just don't be lazy and um, treat it like anything else. Treat it, treat it in the same way that you treat poker. Just a, a journey of learning and discovery and experimenting and education. So you you reminded me of the of the late uh, Dusty Schmidt uh, Leatheras. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, with his book, you know, treating your poker like a business. One of the, uh, I don't know if it's one of the best uh, uh, poker books ever written, but definitely one of the best poker titles I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a good title. Yeah, it is. It is a business, and you have to treat it with the utmost respect uh, in, in in that regard. Of course, I mean, in the same way that, like, you know, you, if you own a business and you start dating somebody and they come to your business and it's just in total disarray. There's just papers everywhere. Uh, products are not organized. The people who, who are supposed to be managed are just doing their own thing. It probably doesn't send a great message about who you are and how you run things. So if you look at poker through that lens, I think that like being a pro, being responsible, all this stuff just makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, any any final thoughts? I think we, we covered a, a lot of ground. I don't have any final thoughts. I, I think um, if you if you don't have any any more questions or any more follow no, up, no, follow I, I up think points, I, then 
Yeah, no, I think we we we, we covered we covered a lot of things, and uh, uh, and I was wondering, you know, like where can people, you know, share their their stories? Because again, we would like to to, to hear from you. That's uh, something that I, I noticed that people were doing on on the village lately. You know, they're sharing stories, and I really like that. You know, it's it's sure. really nice to see all the different perspectives and how people are doing. You know. Yeah, and if there are there are any points that. I neglected to mention or that you disagree with or stories that you would like to share. Yeah. Greatnessvillage.com hop in the Slack community. Um, you can also follow Duncan on, on YouTube at why Alex beats Bobby ask the math doctor on Twitter and at CPG podcast on Twitter. Um, but would love to hear all of your thoughts, all of your questions, all of your stories in the village. So hop in there. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man, as, as always. Yeah, you too. Make your, make your way out of the, the broom closet over the next, <laughs> over the next I'll, week. I'll try. I don't, I don't know about the next week, but the week after that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be better, I think. All right, man. Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter, join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.